good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Hundred and sixty-three, or welcome to episode two hundred sixty-three of the Dave's NL podcast. Uh, recording Tuesday edition because we had uh, a game last night, and I think we're all a little bummed. Um, we were all up late last night, so we're gonna go through this as quickly and as painlessly as possible. But we have the regular crew here, Jess, who has an early, early flight tomorrow morning. How are you doing, Jess? Ooh, I am, you know, just doing the normal pre-flight anxieties and last minuteness. Those are, you, you always try to avoid them, but they always happen anyway. So just live in the dream. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, MJ, how are you doing, MJ? I'm doing great. I'm dog sitting for some friends and uh, Shirley's doing well. I think Shirley's doing better than me. I mean, she gets to nap a lot more than I do. Amen. Um, and more naps is better, right? We all agree with that. Yeah, correct. Definitely agree that more naps is better. Heavily nodding. Also, Shirley didn't see a soccer game last night, so let's see. Hi. Okay, I'll go to bed. For those okay. that can't see us, uh, Ragnar just made appearance on the pod. So, what go and- I frantically made my face at him. <laughs> I frantically wove like, you know, the idiot that I am. The, the problem is he can't hear because I have my uh, headphones in. But oh, um, and yeah, so he also didn't make any sound. So um, cool. Well, that sounds sounds good, MJ. Uh, all right. Well, let's get let's just get into it. Um, we're going to save our sort of end of year assessment podcasting stuff for maybe next week or the week after. Um, we'll see how things Who the go. hell maybe, knows? Maybe take a break next week because um, we've been going at this for, you know, a good solid five months, six months. So, um, so yeah, so we're not going to do a big, a big end of the year recap, um, which we are. I don't think to I do. could survive it, frankly. No, honestly, like, yeah, it was just, a, it was a long, it was a long uh, night and day. So um, we're just going to go through the game and talk a little bit about it. So uh, Minnesota uh, went down to Frisco to FC, uh, FC Dallas's home territory and ended up with a 1-1 draw, but lost 5-4 on penalty kicks. If you were part of the 100 or so people at Blackheart or people watching it or the almost 200 people that traveled down to uh, Dallas um, from Minnesota, awesome. Um, the, the atmosphere, you can definitely hear it in the broadcast a couple times. You can definitely hear the Minnesota United uh, fans. Uh, the atmosphere at Blackheart was always also super great and really fun. Um, I'm glad got to hang out one, you know, one more time with all of our soccer friends before the winter sets in, but unfortunately (laughs) game didn't go as we had, um, as we had planned. Um, It was a pretty, I mean, entertaining first half in spite of not having any goals. Uh, Ted uncle, Ted uncle, his way through the refereeing. um, Oh boy. Pretty much just allowing everything to go. Yeah. David, let him play. It's the playoffs. 
something like that. That was, I don't know if you guys watched the, the Zellberg Derby on Sunday, but that was kind of the same thing. The referee, uh, Alan Taylor, was pretty much doing the exact same. Like, dudes were like doing taekwondo moves, taking, uh, taking players out of the game. And he was just like, play on, play on. Um, anyways, um, so not much to talk about the first half. Dane had to make a couple really good saves. Um, we didn't really um, pressure Martin Pace at all. Um, but in the second half, Minnesota finally got going with a goal in the 53rd minute uh, from Reynoso. Um, it was a great uh, a great pass from Will Trapp that sprung Bongi, uh, who started in this game, we should point out, started and played almost the entire game, which is weird. Um, Will Trapp, long ball over the top. Yeah, a great long ball. Bongi plays it amazingly. Um, Farfan sort of misplays it and drops off of Bongi, which allows Bongi to sort of like scamper towards the top of the 18. Yeah, he cuts um, middle. Yeah, he cuts middle. Um, and then he is eventually is able to get the ball over to Reynoso, who takes a left-footed shot right into the uh, right into the corner, um, past Martin Pace. The Bongi definitely wins the Tub Thumper Award. He fell down, but he got up again and actually made a really good pass. He did, and apparently to the only person who's actually going to hit that shot. So. Uh, the lead was not for long. I mean, the, the bar erupted when that when that goal went in. Um, the lead was not for long, though. In the 64th minute, uh, FC Dallas pulls one back. Uh, Facundo uh, Huinan off of a corner, a Matt Hedges corner. Um, I say the corner came because Dane St. Clair punched a ball over the bar that he probably didn't need to. He probably mm-hmm. could have either let it go or, you know, tried to, like, catch it. That's been the um, the one... And to be fair, Dane, Dane St. Clair played a hell of a game this match. He had eight mm-hmm. saves, I think his highest um, highest of the season. Um, they were definitely peppering Dane St. Clair with, uh, with shots. And he had a hell of a game, but he definitely punched this bar up. Oh, sorry, punched the ball over the bar, which allowed the corner. Yeah. And, uh, and Facundo, so there's a corner. DJ Taylor doesn't read it well. And uh, Facundo just sort of heads it over DJ Taylor. Uh, over an outstretched Dane St. Clair to even the game up at 1-1. Um, Brett and... Coleman, no man's land. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, DJ yeah. Taylor's on the wrong side of him. Brett Coleman's in no man's land. I know double headers are tough, like header-header. You know, like yeah. off the corner, there's a header into the box, and then that person heads it. It's it's tough to defend, but God. Yeah, they certainly could have done better with it, unfortunately. But, um, but ultimately, it ends up... Um, uh, one one through ninety minutes, and then stoppage time again. Dane Sinclair came up huge, uh, or sorry, the extra time mm-hmm. uh, came up huge to make some saves, keep the loons in the game, ultimately giving them what I, you know, I honestly think was probably their best chance of winning this game. Either they they were gonna they were gonna like you know, um, you know, smash and grab like they mm-hmm. kind of did, but their defense just couldn't hang on, and so in that case, you're going to need to win it on penalties and you're going, you're giving it an opportunity to the guy who is, you know, one of the best penalty stoppers in the country um, in the, in the North America right now in Dane St. Clair. And unfortunately uh, he was not able to stop any, he almost saved the first one, which would have been huge, um, but just missed. Um, he almost there was, saved the last one. Yeah. There was and almost saved the last one. There's a Panenka in there. It was, it was, you know, and the Rough. only, the only person uh, to miss was actually Will Trap, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, unfortunately, maybe his last kick as a Minnesota United player. <laughs> um, 
But we'll talk about that uh, in a week or two. So really, I don't know. What's... I'm intrigued. I'll tune in. Interesting. Yeah. Um, MJ or Jess, anything else from the game that uh, that we right missed? After Dallas tied it up, Blackheart erupted in what we thought was a go-ahead goal. Right. But on the replay, it was very obvious that three loons were offside. Yeah. Loons could not stay onside, and they didn't need to be offside. They could have withheld their runs in – you know, the way that we all like to do when we're constipated. Anyway, <laughs> they could have withheld their runs and just timed their runs. The ball would have gone through. They would have, we would have had attacking numbers and we would have scored the goal anyway, but no, they can't right. do that. Right. Um, yeah. That brings me to, uh, you know, sort of the, one of the, the glaring stat, 19 shots for Dallas, uh, only seven for Minnesota, um, which kind of, says everything you need to know Diarrhea. about the game is that yeah we were just we were and more or less is the the culmination of this you know sort of horrendous stretch of soccer that they played over the course of the last nine games where their defense plays well and gives them a chance to win the game and they're mm-hmm. they're impotent on offense they are uh damon targaryen before he starts fucking his uh his niece um spoiler alert for uh house of the dragon <laughs> Um, I just watched episode seven <laughs> this evening. So I mean, I'm it's, glad I'm, I'm already done. Thanks. I'm still, I'm still a couple episodes behind, but yeah. Um, remember like in the third episode when he was trying to bang his like 13 year old niece and he couldn't get yeah. it up. Now yeah. you can get it up. So um, unfortunately the, the loons office, <laughs> the, the loons office could not get it up uh, as much as they needed to over the course of the last eight or nine games. So uh, so that means we are we bow out of the playoffs um, for the fourth straight year, the third straight, the third straight year when we were up um, at least one goal um, and ended up managing to lose um, three straight games. Uh, we're out in the first round for the third time in four years. Um, obviously, 2020, we made our Western Conference finals run, mm-hmm. um, but we lost to Portland uh, in 2021 and Dallas uh, yesterday. So. And we were up in all three of those games, um, their last three straight losses. So, lose, you know, much like um, Lenor Valerian can't finish. Spoiler <laughs> alerts. This is now a House of Dragon podcast. It's yes, we're we are we are uh, um, pivoting it's to fusion. Hot hot D content. Um, yeah. in all okay. no in more all, David uh, Martin, George R. Martin. You know, that's where it's at. Right. Right. Um, yeah. In, in all uh, stretches of the imagination. Uh, MJ, Jess, again, anything else we missed on this game um, or we can. I just have one thing to say about our very, very offense that, as Dave says, can't get it up, you know, no balls in. And that is when I was talking with uh, Christopher from Red- Redlands uh, last night, I was just like, you know, I haven't seen on the, on the plus side, I haven't seen us play any differently in the attacking third than we have the rest of the season. So we're consistent. And what I, what we like went by that is like, we got three people at the, at, at the head of the 18, that was Christopher's contribution. He said, yeah, we got three people in, in the, at the top of the box. No one's making a near post run. No one's making a far post run. We aren't, cutting towards the net in waves in, in different layers to throw off the defense. 
And then my contribution is like, and when we do get use our width and get it out on the wing, we lose the player. We absolutely strand and abandon that player out there. So all they can do is cross or turn it over. There's no one cutting for a, a short pass that might allow us to keep possession in the attacking third. And so I feel like attacking wise, we saw the good and the bad and the ugly that we've seen from Minnesota United all season long. Ray doing amazing things, Ray scoring goals, Ray dribbling and keeping possession on his own, making good passes, the rest of the team not doing enough. Yeah, that was um, that was kind of the MO for the last, like I said, the last two months of the season was um, Ray trying really hard and uh, no one no one else contributing. Like he looked off Bongi three or four times. He mm-hmm. looked off Amaria several times. I think the only dude that he felt comfortable passing the ball to was Fragapane, <clears throat> mm-hmm. who was itching to get a red card last night. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, so, calm it down. Calm it down. Just take it easy. So um, that clearly needs to be uh, top priorities, finding un- other attacking talents. Um, in addition to finding younger center backs as well, right? We we definitely need to get younger and, at center back. And enrolling Franco Fragapane in some amount of uh, diffusion tactics or anger management, you know. How about um, just don't be a racist? Yeah, training. well, he's he. I think he has anger issues. I think he's you know he he likes to get into it when bad shit happens. Yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like somebody a little feisty, but yeah. not when it comes to um, derogatory terminology. But. Um, or being on a yellow card. Yeah. If you're on a yellow card, you should make sure you don't get another yellow card. Don't be a hothead. It's not hot. Not hot. Hothead. <laughs> That leads uh, us into to yeah, perfect that's a seg as great, usual. Great transition. <laughs> All right, so I tried to to write most of my hot or not reviewed um, in my own head before decompressing with these hooligans, and now I'm second guessing that maybe I was just you know it's the last. Well, it was our last match of the non-season season. And, but like, I felt really good uh, about this match. I felt like right when I saw the starting lineups. Okay, here we go. Let's get into it. Let's get real. Recitation time. Hot. Right away, when I saw the starting lineup, I was for perhaps the first time or it was the first time maybe I'd ever noticed I but I was quite satisfied I hadn't wanted to see Ariaga in the starting 11 and he didn't I wanted to see a striker plus three forward-ish guys in the front which I got with Amaria I think that's a one three three four I don't know numbers and things um, and I got that with Almaria and I felt, I felt good about it. I saw where Coleman was. I saw where DJ Taylor was with Bongi back. And there was Lude there for like some, I don't know, uh, 
he's a sort of a senior player now. Like he's he's been on our pitch quite a bit. So not times three right back at me uh, in the starting lineups, Ariola, Ferreira, and Velasco. And then despite him not being in there, that front line, I also noticed shortly behind them was a comfortably familiar resentment in Sebastian Leggett. And I can't quite recall what I have against him, but I do remember it was something at some point and, and it wasn't just hair related. I remember those anyway. He annoys me. Can someone remind me why? He used to play for the LA Galaxy and cause us problems. Oh, perfect. LA Galaxy. Got it. That makes perfect sense. So then I thought it was a really fun game to watch in that I did not expect us to keep up through the first half. I did not expect us to uh, hang in there to the, you know, I kind of, Felt like it was going to be a 2-0, you know, walk sort of thanks for coming by. And we we held in there. And I think we played this match, even though it's more of the same in in some of the, the actual field play and some of our obstacles, I felt like the best possible lineup with the best possible formation with the best possible outcome. I mean, we know we have weak spots that are going to come up time and time again. We may not know exactly which ones or which players will be responsible, but I felt like I felt a lot more satisfied with the outcome, even though we lost to this match than I did when they played us at home. That felt a lot worse than our performance this match. And I couldn't think of a, a more satisfying way to lose in round one. It felt a lot better than when I was in Portland last year. I'll tell you that much. And that is all. For sure. Maybe um, that was the warm and fuzzy <laughs> review, not the hot or not review. Might have been. Might have been. Um, it's okay I though. It's temper, a- you guys. Come on. Yeah. Sometimes again, that game, you know, to your point, Jess, like I think that was if you were a Liverpool or if you not a Liverpool, sorry, a Minnesota United fan, you were expecting anything different, um, then you're a crazy person. And I would like some of the drugs that you're on. Um <laughs> Honestly, so anything else to wrap up um, the playoffs, MJ or Jess? Now, who are we rooting for? Um, nobody. I mean, I, I I'm not rooting for anybody. I'm just rooting for for soccer. Soccer. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Mason Toy in Montreal. You know, Montreal is a good story. Yeah, uh, Williford Nancy is a, is a is a like subtly. One of the he's maybe the best coach in MLS right now. Um, the, the job he's done in Montreal is, is kind of amazing, and we, we don't we don't really talk about it because they're Eastern Conference in Canada, mm-hmm. but they're um, and we man. don't really care about Kai Kamara and Mason Toy that much anymore. But I mean, 
but Kai Kamara and Mason Toy. Come on. I, I care about Kai Kamara and Mason Toy. So like Anyway, I, I'm cheering for Montreal, and that pains me because if you know my hockey alignments, uh, David and I are uh, opposite on <coughs> hockey alignments, and I'm a Leafs fan, and he's he's a fucking Hobbs fan, and and I don't like cheering for Montreal, but for soccer, ends. for soccer, I will cheer for Club de Foot or whatever the fuck they're called. Cool, cool. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on again. We're gonna be. I don't think we're gonna take a break because I think again this is gonna be a short one. Um, yeah. Gopher soccer played on uh, last week as well. Um, they had a, uh, a relatively successful week. MJ, um, tell us a little bit about it. They did. They went out east to play the Big Ten teams out east. They got a 2-2 draw at Rutgers. Rutgers is nationally ranked at the time that uh, they played Rutgers. Rutgers was ranked eighth in the nation. Um, But after they were done, Rutgers was ranked 13th. So there you go. Um, uh, They get a 2-2 draw. Goals by Sophia Bowman, assisted by Sadie Harper and Abby Franzen. And... uh, Goal by center back, uh, amazing offsets, set pieces. Gabby Cesarone uh, with her fifth goal of the season, assisted by left back Alana Dressley. So, um, sorry, Elena, Elena Dressley. So they get a 2 2 draw against a really, really good team. And then they go play a really shitty team in Maryland and they get a 2 1 win. Nice. So uh, they yeah, play Purdue this Thursday. Tickets are only $5. Now I know what you're saying. Aren't they always that cheap? I said, yeah, they're usually eight or nine or 10 bucks, but like $5 come out this Thursday, 6 PM. At um, ELR, uh, uh, which is a, a really fantastic place to watch soccer. So um, yeah, I would highly encourage uh, people to come check it out. So, I mean, I'm not saying there's going to be weed there, but for those that like natural grass, come out to Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium. There's only a couple soccer stadiums in Minnesota that have natural grass that can hold thousands of people. Allianz Field is one of them. Elizabeth Lyle Robbie Stadium is the other one. Correct. Um, I just realized we weren't talking about Colorado or Portland. Edibles, edibles are available now, you know. And and hey, smoke them if you got them. Chew them. Or drink them. Or, or drink them. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, cool. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, jump in to the um, – very briefly talk. I, I don't know if you guys watched any of the other MLS uh, playoff matches over the weekend. I watched a good majority. I weirdly watched a lot of, of MLS uh, soccer this weekend, um, which is all things he's here with the Zellberg Derby and everything but they were on at, you know, pretty good times for me. So did um, MJ or Jess, did you guys watch any other matches that you are interested in or wanted to comment on? Otherwise Um, we can just sort of. I recorded a couple of them, but I haven't actually watched them yet. Um, But I'm definitely planning on watching the LAFC LA and then Austin and Dallas just, I'm really interested to see um, the two LA teams take each other on. El Trafico playoff edition. That's going to be exciting. I did not watch any other games. I did hear a firsthand account 
from uh, our friend of the pod, Ryan from Vancouver, the lone uh, Vancouver fan that visited us last year. Mm -hmm. And he was the lone Vancouver fan because there were travel restrictions from Canada, but he goes to college in at Central Florida. So oh, that's right. University of Central Florida, Ryan from Vancouver flew up here because he was still stateside. And uh, he, being in Central Florida, decided he was going to fuck around and find out where an old school Montreal Impact jersey to an outdoor Orlando City watch party hmm. in, in Montreal. So the Orlando City fans have to, you know, they're, they're having away game watch parties. And there was this outdoor large screen place. And he goes with his old school Montreal Impact jersey uh, because, you know, when his Canadian team isn't doing well, he cheers for other Canadian teams. Right. And he didn't get beat up. He was with friends from Florida. So, like, he, he had protection. He saw one guy wearing a Habs jersey of all fucking things and had a conversation with him um, about where he was from in, in Quebec and, you know, you know, some smaller town outside of Montreal. But uh, he said that they maybe had like 400 to 600 people at this outdoor watch party at the end of the first half, after they were down one goal, the Orlando city fans dropped about 200. And then when they scored the second goal in whatever, you know, the second half, mm -hmm. you know, it dropped down to about like 100. And so this is the playoffs, you know, and I'm not saying like you don't have other responsibilities. Like maybe you have kids, maybe you have pets, family. Maybe you live in Orlando and you do a lot of cocaine. Who am I to say? Right. Shit comes up, you know, but you know, for that many people to come out for a watch party, it's potentially the last game of the season. There could be a two goal comeback that things like that have happened. And you're not going to stay around and see if your team does that. I think that's peak Orlando City right there. Um, thanks to the Wilfs. Yeah, good riddance to <clears throat> Super Bad Rookie and, uh, and the Wilfs. <clears throat> Super Rookie, who keeps insisting the Wilfs is, are better owners than Dr. McGuire. And he might, he might not be wrong, but not for the right reasons. So, um, so yeah, as uh, mentioned, LAFC uh, had a buy, and they will play uh, the LA Galaxy. Um, on Thursday, uh, El Tráfico, <clears throat> and then on Sunday, Austin hosts Dallas. I watched <clears throat> the Austin RSL game, um, almost all the game. That was a fun, <clears throat> a fun game. Austin went down early, two nothing. Um, came back and then won it on PKs. Um, both, Drusy in the ninety fourth minute. Yeah, both semifinalists uh, for the Western Conference. Did not make the playoffs last year. Both LA teams and both Texas mm -hmm. teams did not make the playoffs last year. So that's pretty cool. Four teams that did not make the postseason last year are in the semifinals for the West Conference. David, is this uh, MLS parody as designed or is this just <laughs> fucked up? Um, I think by design, there's a total of six teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that are in the semifinals because on the Eastern Conference side, uh, Philly obviously had the buy. Um, Cincinnati beat Red Bull in in New York, uh, two oh, to one, yeah. which was a fun game to watch. Um, so they go to Philadelphia on Thursday as well, uh, and then NYCFC beat Miami three to nothing um, right before our game, and then obviously mentioned Montreal beating Orlando two to nothing. So um, Montreal, Cincinnati, the LA teams, and the um, 
Texas teams were not in the playoffs last year. So didn't it's, uh, New York win it all last year? Yeah. New York City FC. NY, NYCFC won it all last year. Yep. So, so, so th- we're not going to have a repeat. You know, again, uh, MLS parody is designed. Oh no, we could. Beat NYC, last year. NYCFC could win it again. Still, they're still in. Oh, okay. They're still in it. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I mean that's something that they've definitely talked about parody in this league. So, um, it is what it is. Uh, okay. Anything else, or should we just wrap this one up and make this a short episode, a short podcast? Um, uh, could you? Do you want to t- talk about uh, Zelber Derby stuff or no? <laughs> uh, we could. It's uh, you know, the good team won, so um, just yeah. we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Liverpool. Um, it was a, it was a a massively stressful game to watch. Let's let's put it that way. It was very uh, very stressful. Ann and I um, were able to have the kids go to her uh, parents' house on uh, Saturday night. And then they watch the kids on, you know, Sunday morning. And so we were able to watch the game just, you know, it was actually a good crowd of people at the Blackheart. So um, it was, uh, it was quite fun in the end, but again, it was super, super stressful for a good majority of it. So I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, um, which, is, <laughs> which is Anna uh, on Zellberg Derby days. On Zellberg Derby day it is. Yeah. Hopefully he's talking to you again. She is barely, but yes, yeah. she is. Okay. So um, I, um, I'm a much, I'm a much better person to when my team loses than Anna is. I love, I love which Anna is, to death. Which is saying a lot, but she, that's she, crazy. Yeah. There's, I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but <clears throat> the Zalberg Derby was happening on, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So we went <clears throat> to the nomad to watch it. And then we had to drive to Madison. I don't think she spoke a word to me on that drive to Madison oh, God. after Liverpool had beaten uh, 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 Man City. So she's gotten better to her credit. She's again, wonderful woman, amazing wife and husband or end up and mother to my kids. Um, <clears throat> but she doesn't take losing to Liverpool as well as I take losing to Man City. So um, mm-hmm. it's always great when we win, but it's always a little stressful too. So, but anyways, um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, next one is not until April, I think April fool's day. So, um, unless they meet again in the company awesome. cup or FA cup or whatever. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you are around and want to watch St. Pauli tomorrow at 11 AM, um, I'm going to having a couple people over to watch St. Pauli at 11 and then um, watching Liverpool plays West Ham at one four, I believe at one forty five. So I'll um, probably head up to the black card and have one of those um, magical THC seltzers and watch Liverpool at one forty five if people are around. So speaking of Germany, big union Berlin win uh, against Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, they two nil win against Dor- Dortmund. Uh, the first goal was a howler. The goalkeeper never should have let it through. And it was kind of a, was, he stopped it and was, had enough power to be a slow trickler, kind of somehow get beyond him. But the second goal was legit. And uh, you can say a lot of things like unions at home, but all this thing about they've had easier opponents, um, getting a draw against Bayern Munich, get, getting a win against Dortmund, uh, getting a win against uh, that fucking Rosen ball sport, fucking Leipzig team. Um, motherfuckers like uh yeah they 
I mean, they were in the Zwei Bundesliga like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. Um, I should mention St. Pauli plays um, Freiburg uh, at Freiburg tomorrow. So it should be uh, an interesting match. So uh, if you're interested in doing that, hit me up on Twitter. Um, I'm at Texas Hour. You can always reach the podcast at TDIKMN. Um, please rate, review us, uh, patreon.com. If you're interested in that, I just saw, I just, um, gave away the last of the, uh, Heath out stout beer. So we need to talk to, we need to figure out what we're going to do for next year. Um, that's maybe some brainstorming sessions between the three of us. We can, we can sit down and, and do that. Um, but if you want to talk to MJ at MJ Matsui on Twitter and Jess is at Jessica one, four, four, zero, eight, three. Niner, Niner two. Uh, all right. Thanks for um, thanks for putting up with us. I know it was a short podcast, which is you know good, better than the long ass. Better podcast. than too long, bitches. We'll come back in, like I said, maybe maybe next week, maybe the week after, kind of see if we want to take a break or whatever. But we'll come back with at least one more podcast before the end of the year, um, before MLS Cup final, with sort of our recap of the of the season, um, talk about the potential comings and goings. Um, also, I would also throw out there um, the Dark Cloud Silent Auction is happening. Uh, I believe it's November 15th. Um, if you have items you want to donate to the podcast, we've had some in the past, some great listener uh, donations. Um, you can go to, uh, I believe it's just dark-clouds.com. <clears throat> you should be able, there should be a link there to a donation form. If you have... Um, something you just want to donate it. You can get it to me. Either I can meet you at the black car. Or you can drop it off at my house or mail it to me. And then, um, <clears throat> and the silent auction will be on the, it will culminate on the 15th. I think it'll start like the, the Sunday before, like we did it last year. Um, and then there'll be a big party uh, for end of the year stuff. So that should be super cool. Um, and then, yeah, finally we have, we've almost solidified our world cup uh, partnership with the Minnesota football show. Um, I'm not going to break it all down. We'll talk about that in, in another, but we'll, we'll be, we'll be previewing all of the groups, um, in some different capacities. You'll, you'll be able to get the, the podcast either on the Minnesota football show feed or on the Dave's I know feed. So you can, um, or both download them on both and then just listen on one of them. That's totally fine. Um, but yeah, we're all the, the six of us are all going to tackle the world cup. And then I think the plan is to have a, so do you know, we're going to do a couple groups at a time. Um, so like maybe four podcasts before the World Cup starts. And then once the World Cup gets going after every single um, round, have a, a get together of anybody who can to try to talk about, you know, talk about how the group, how everything went, teams that were following, things like that. So um, be on the lookout for that. That'll probably will take us. That'll be probably most of our content in November and December um, will be World Cup stuff with we may pop in with a occasional Dave's and O regular podcast if we have news, but for the most part um, until after the world cup, we'll probably just be focusing on world cup stuff. So also West made an announcement at Blackheart last night that Blackheart will be open for all the world cup games, including the 4am games. So if you want to watch uh, men's world cup, uh, consider going to Blackheart at the it, wee hours. It'll just be me, uh, you and Wes whomever you is so um <clears throat> all right um again um at tdikm and on twitter thank you everybody so much for following along with us this season it was really fun 
Um, Jess, thank you. MJ, thank you for all of your hard work this year. Um, I'm really looking forward to the off season and figuring out what we can do for, for next year. So if you have uh, Patreon ideas for next year, please hit us up on the twits. Or I'll just keep, I'll just start texting mine to MJ. (laughs) So please. Yep. Please do. Please do. All right. Thanks everybody. Um, We've been the Daves, you know, this This is the Daves. Hi. No. All right. Thanks everybody. As you do yours, land here, become fleet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. Do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. son, son, son.